Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing We Did It For The Roses by Living Conditions, featuring my pal Alex Brown on bass. The song is from their album Vows, which releases this Saturday, March 27th. Stay tuned after the song to hear Alex and I talk about music, art, and vans. We talk a lot about vans. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I've lived here my entire life. Um, my family life growing up was, I mean, pretty good. You know, um, both my parents are still together. Um, I'm really excited for them because they both work in healthcare, so they've both been vaccinated from COVID, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Um, yeah, I have, uh, two younger brothers. Um, <clears throat> one of them, I'm really close to an age. He's only two years younger than me. And then the other one is nine years younger than I am. Um, they both no longer live in Omaha, which is kind of a bummer cause I miss them. But, uh, one of them lives in Germany right now and has for the last, like, six almost seven years i think now um he went over there to get his uh master's degree and is now working on his phd so that's cool um and my youngest brother is going to uh northwestern right now uh for i believe his master's in music performance so they've both done a whole lot more schooling than i have um were your parents also musical um, not terribly. Um, my dad, not much at all, I don't think. And then I think my mom played guitar when she was much, much younger. Um, but her acoustic guitar that she had kept was actually the very first guitar that I ever kind of started learning how to play on. So yeah. I don't know if we still have that anymore. Um, but yeah he i mean he he's honestly played in like school bands since he uh my littlest brother has played in school bands for like ever and so he plays the clarinet and so i mean he knows much more about like actual music and music theory than i feel like i could ever even understand like at all that's just <laughs> yeah i mean not you anything you don't go that far just like as a yeah, I'm, yeah yeah i'm like yeah. If, if if what i'm playing if it just say if it sounds good if it doesn't sound bad then i'm that's fine with that's good enough for me you know <laughs> yeah yeah for for sure so you said they weren't very musical but it sounds like they were like very supportive at least yeah uh, okay. yeah which yeah which has been really cool um i remember um I grew up always like playing guitar and uh, my brother who's two years younger than me grew up. I got a guitar, he got a bass and then uh, 
our best friend who lived right across the street from me, his dad was a drummer and played in like their church band and stuff like that. So he, our friend across the street was learning how to play drums. We were just, we're like, I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13. And we were all just like, yeah, we're going to get these instruments and then start a band and it's going to be freaking sweet. And then we like all got our instruments. We're like, oh, wow, dang, we got to learn how to play these. (laughs) Oh, wow, we're awful. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of like, for the first couple of days that we had them, just like kind of like putting them on and putting music on and jumping around and like acting like we knew what we were doing. But oh, that's yeah. I mean, you know, that's the like, um, that's the precursor, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, I went through that like as a real small child, I think, because, um, yeah, my mom, my mom was really into Elvis and and they told like her and my uh, grandmother who passed a while back, like um, they always used to tell me that I used to imitate the dances because they both loved it so much. So (laughs) yeah, I was doing um, the uh, performance part um, before I was doing the music part. Now I, I don't know. I sometimes I feel like the performance part is my shortcomings, you know, as a too nervous or don't want to screw up or, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, so what? So like when you, when you just like, okay, uh, we're gonna go up, over, across the street and jam with uh, with our buddy. Like, um, what kind of music were you uh, listening to and stuff like? And what kind of music did you grow up listening to? To where you were like, that's what we we want to go do. Okay, so when we first started doing that. Um, we, through my neighbor's older brother, we had just found out about bands like uh, like My Chemical Romance and Take Back Sunday and The Used and like all that whole genre. Mm-hmm. Um, like before that, we all just kind of listened to like, uh, I don't know, stuff that was on the radio and like kind of like new metal-y kind of stuff, like, um, like Limp Bizkit and Corn and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like. I mean, I was so young and my parents, I mean, they were fairly conservative growing up, uh, my mom more so than my dad. And so I wasn't allowed to have like Limp Biscuit CDs or corn CDs and this and that. So like just through like various friends, we would go over to their houses, but like our friends that were allowed to have that stuff and like listen to that. And um, my neighbor's older brother just like always made fun of us for the music we listened to. And somehow we came across some sampler from, I have no idea what label it was from, but it had like uh, Dream to Make Believe by Armor for Sleep and uh, some song by that band May. And so we were listening to that and we like took it over to my neighbor's house and we're like, went up to his older brother. We were like, hey, have you ever heard of music like this? And then he was like, yeah, listen to this band Taking Back Sunday. So we were just put on stuff like that and pretend that we knew like what we were doing Uh and (laughs) i mean (laughs) yeah it was it was a time that was for sure yeah so like at some point you know you obviously went from playing around on your mom's uh acoustic guitar to having some kind of uh electric guitar uh or where were you doing bass at that time was that guitar or um so yeah right around that time uh me and my brother both got uh those like guitar packages where it comes with like a squire and like a little like 
cracked Samp oh, yeah. or whatever. So like that's what I played for a good number of years. And then from there I saved up enough money, well, not enough money, and bought uh one of those really cheap Gibson SGs. It was like a faded one. It was like five or six hundred dollars or something like that. And like I've had that guitar ever since, which is crazy because it's been like 15 years or so at this point. I don't know. Yeah. But I've been through a lot with that guitar, so I just don't really want to get rid of it. And it's just kind of like a piece of crap at this point. Like, I just, I mean, I was young and didn't really put too much effort into taking care of my equipment very much. So it's been through quite a bit but <laughs> yeah it's i've almost snapped the neck multiple times you know like knocked off tuning pegs that all the time like just throwing it around doing learning how to try to spin a guitar with it you know just <laughs> dumb stuff yeah i uh i also have an and i have an epiphone sga but it, uh it was it was not that expensive but um I've had it for a very long time because it was a gift from my partner and so I really like uh I really like it's baby, you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. a baby and uh I a lot of times I would have a guitar that I would take to shows instead of using that cuz I never wanted anything to happen to it and uh Yeah. I mean, stuff happened to it anyway, but um <laughs> not not anything, you know, uh, uh drastic. Um yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I, I love those guitars. I, one day, you know, maybe I'll have like a proper SG. But yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I made it this long with this one. You know, like yeah, exactly. Eighteen years, I think. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. Did you ever um, like, at some point, did you uh, take lessons, or were you just learning like? Uh, by looking stuff up online or um yeah so uh shortly after we got those like squire starter pack things whatever uh i think just um i went to lessons for a little bit i think part of it was just my parents not wanting to hear me not know how to play very loudly <laughs> mm -hmm. um and so i took i don't remember how long i took lessons for um so I, yeah, I just kind of like learned like the basics there. And then uh, the guy that was giving me lessons just wanted to teach me all these songs that I didn't care about. And I was like trying to take in like Linkin Park CDs and be like, no, teach me how to play this kind of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so around that point, I was just kind of like, whatever, I'm kind of over this and know enough to at least try to start doing something and trying to put songs together or chords together at the very least you know mm -hmm. um and so i started my first band when i was like fifth like actual band when i was like 14 or 15 um freshman year of high school i met this kid that ended up being my best friend for a good number of years and I sort of knew how to play guitar and he absolutely didn't know how to play guitar. 
And so it took a little bit before it really started like clicking a little bit. And then, um, yeah, side note, bless my parents for letting my bands growing up practice in their basement. Cause I'm sure that was really annoying all the time, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, once I started my first band and we started, I mean, we were not good at all. Um, but once we started kind of like learning how to put songs together, that kind of like, was just like, Oh wow. Like this isn't like, I mean, it's hard, but it's, it's, you can do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. I have to it's know just, how somebody else did something. I just know how, I'm, yeah. you know, have to just, know how I'm, how I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that, like, that's kind of the thing is like, you know, like growing up, you hear, you know, like CDs or what's on the radio or tapes or whatever. And you kind of just feel like, at least for me, I kind of feel like, I don't know, like if I could do this, like, it feels like there's like a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it almost, you know, like at least when I was younger and then yeah. like you just get something and you start messing around and you're just like, Oh no, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. No one really cares. Like, just do write the stuff that you want to write the way that you want to write it. And like, I mean, unless it's just God awful, like someone will like it. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's something that comes up a lot is, is, you know, that the, the barrier that we imagine, um, you know, just because like, yeah, when you grow up and you, you're, you're hearing like, fucking eddie van halen on the radio and you're like well shit like forget it you know yeah Uh, because yeah you you're not gonna just jump into that you know you know like um and uh but then you you then you hear blitzkrieg bop and you say oh maybe you know yeah yeah exactly now now we're now we're you know i'm I'm understanding this a little better um yeah, and I mean, some people go from Blitzkrieg Bop to Eddie Van Halen, like yeah, like a <laughs> shooting star, <laughs> you know. But uh, I mean, not not me, but uh, yeah, um, definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what um, so like, you know, what I was gonna say earlier, like I, I was gonna make like a joke, you know, you're like, uh, oh, and then I, you know, I, um, I decided that the lessons weren't for me, kind of thing was that uh, was like that when you figured out how to drop tune like um that, yeah like, more oh, or less uh, hold on a second yeah that i do remember that i was just like you know like i don't remember when i figured that out but i remember one of my friends i think was just like dude yeah you can just like drop the top string and i was like what the fuck are you talking about Boom. And we did that. We were, yeah, we were just like, huh? Oh, this is takes way less effort. First of all, now we're writing songs. Yeah. Oh God. I um, yeah, I don't. I I I found, I discovered drop tuning because of the band Helmet, and I was like, how how is what they're playing like? How is it lower than what I'm yeah. doing? And this is like, because I'm I'm like fucking ancient, so this is like before the internet and stuff. And uh, so I just like, I just like sat there and kind of like, oh, like it's like this. And um, for a while I thought that they just tuned 
the whole guitar that way. And then like some older people that I knew or something were like, no, you just do this. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, it was, it was just, it was helmet. It was, uh, you know, their big radio hit, uh, unsung. Some of this chair is like moving all on its own. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Just, it just went down. And so like, oh, no. I feel like my <laughs> voice just went I'm like, what are they doing? Um, yeah. Um, like it's, it's wild. Like, how many different uh, kinds of stories I feel like I've heard about um, people who have taken lessons, you know, like some people get the experience where uh, some, they learn a little bit of theory and they, and they learn like scales. And then some people are just like, Oh, you want me to show you Nirvana songs? Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and mine, mine definitely started out that way where he was like trying to teach me scales and like some light theory and stuff like that. But like, I'll admit, I just never practiced, so yeah, that's definitely on me. I just really wanted to learn how to play songs. I was just like, I'll figure this all out later, and it's been almost, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's been way too many years, and I haven't figured it out, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, like, it's not that, it's not that I think it's never, like, I don't think it's ever too late, you know, if you if that's something that you decide that you want to do, but I do know like I'm very familiar with the, like, well, I made it this far with what I'm doing. Like, aspect. yeah, that's that's literally my, you know, that's my mo. Is like, yeah, well, and it you know, it generally gets better, yeah. so that also helps, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you said you were like starting your first band when you were like uh, fourteen, fifteen, um, and like you know you weren't very weren't very good like you know of course nobody's first is. um but you were trying you were like writing your own songs and stuff at that point yep. yeah. yeah i mean we like we just at band practice and stuff like that would just like cover all the songs that we liked or like one time i think we played in like one of our friends garage and played just about every single song that we knew how to play or tried to at least um yeah that was uh, just like a show, like it was like a first show kind of thing. Yeah, something. Yeah, I think our first show was in our guitar player's garage, and like ten of our friends came, and that was that. And then we all went to Wendy's afterwards or something dumb. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just felt like you know we just felt so cool. We're like, oh my god, we just played our instruments in front of people. Like, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, I mean that band started out, you know, like we all like knew each other well enough, but we just started playing, started with covers just to kind of get used to playing with each other. And then kind of like from there, like tried writing songs and played a handful of shows with those songs that we tried to write, which I can only imagine how just sorry for everyone that showed up to those when we were 15 and 16, but yeah, <laughs> got to start somewhere. So yeah. Well, I think it's funny, like, you know, when you're like, yeah, 10 people showed up and then we went and got Wendy's, like, it, it was really, like, it, like, you you know, the way you said it, you're like, it was, it sounded like, it was kind of disappointing, but I'm like, that you just described, like, every show on a, on a tour that I've been on, you <laughs> yeah. know, and yeah. like, and, and except swap Wendy's for Taco Bell, you know, yeah. and that was the longer we stray from the light tour, like, every tour was like, we were in a garage playing 
for 10 people. And then we were in a Taco Bell drive-thru eating. Yeah, <laughs> and it was but like, sometimes those are like the best times. So. <laughs> I mean, we, we really did have a great time. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's especially when you think about it from from what we were just saying, how when, you know, uh, probably just a year before this, you would have just never even imagined that to be possible, just playing yeah. in front of your friends. So you go even further, like once you're on a tour and like, of course, I've done a couple tours at that point or whatever before. But when you just when you go all the way back to the beginning and you're like, wow, I'll, I'll never be good enough to play in a band. And then you're you're not only playing in a band like with your friends, but you're on tour and you know, then you're just, I don't know. You're just like, wait, like, well, I mean, yeah. And that's yeah, really I, all that's a, like, you would have never, you would have never gotten me to believe that I would be doing this and, but we're doing it, you know? So Yeah. It's it, like, exactly. Like it's like when I was that young, if I would have known that I'd be in like the handful of bands that I've been in thus far and released whatever amount of releases and being like, Huh. I would not have believed it. But yeah. 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 Um, I and then going from there, like writing your own songs to then like a couple years later being like, Oh, like you don't have to be a huge band. Like you can just like set up your own tours or at least try to mm -hmm. and just kind of see what happens. And so yeah, I remember being like I think the first tour I ever went on I was like eighteen. Something like that. What band and, was that? Oh God, it was a band called Get Down. It was a pop punk band that I was in. Okay. Um, and we were. I remember because I was living in the dorms at college, and me and my friends were just like, "Yeah, we could just get on MySpace and just like try to book like a two week tour," which, I mean we tried to and we went on that tour and it just did not go very well but did you have a lot of holes in your in your schedule or oh yeah, yeah. there were a, a lot of things fell through <laughs> yeah 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 i mean and that's bound to happen um yeah but what like but what did go right about it um <laughs> very little very little yeah uh we all like a week before we left for it it was supposed to be a two week thing and a week before we left, we pulled a bunch of money that we saved up together to buy a van for like a thousand dollars and took it to the mechanic. And they're like, yeah, you should not take this. So we were just like, well, okay, now we're all out a thousand dollars. So that's cool. Um, and so, I mean, granted a lot of the shows fell through, which is probably a good thing, but we ended up having to just pile in whichever one of us had the biggest car and fit as much like our guitars and as money as much drum equipment as we could along with us in our bags and just kind of like <laughs> beg once we got there to see if anyone would let us use gear so yeah. that was also fairly embarrassing but <laughs> we yeah. did it and <laughs> yeah that's yeah i feel like that's kind of how the first couple tours i ever went on were like but i mean they were fun but yeah it, it was definitely a learning experience, that's for sure.
was younger and I and I bought my first van and I was like like I was fortunate that like uh, my you know some people in my family have worked at like auto parts stores like forever so they okay you know they can just like look something over and be like yeah this is you know this is this is all good or like or you oh you should probably do this or that you know and uh also you know cars used to i'm not not trying to uh go that they don't make them like they used to thing or anything like that but cars Hmm. you you know you legitimately could just get a, a pretty standard like kit of tools and just go into your car and fix it yourself like i mean like i fixed stuff on my van myself which is like now i could not imagine doing that like just <laughs> like all the different um you know computerized um, oh yeah parts and everything that are involved and and uh like it, it it you know it um it makes me anxious just thinking about it like yeah whereas like it was just like literally like you know sometime i remember having to fix uh you know like um the starter or something and i remember one of my uncles just just like just describing it to me and i and i'm just like oh and i went i went and i did it and like <laughs> now it's like i i mean maybe it's you know it's partially me and it's partially the like the um the ideas in my head like about the advances like oh if i try to do this then i'm really gonna mess something else up you know yeah exactly it's part me and it's part the way things are um so you know like a starter is a bad uh, example to use but yeah i mean like i my first van and and i mean we took it around and and uh it was like when you like that felt like a really big thing back then like just like oh yeah to have a van to be able to get a van you know and now it's like you know just like why why was it like just get a van you know um might not work out but um yeah i don't don't know and uh i uh, i don't know I think about that van sometimes. I still remember the way that the inside of that van <laughs> smells. It's kind of weird because <laughs> it was very like yeah. the carpets um, were all soaked in oil and stuff. It was. Uh, it was uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I do remember though uh, when we bought our second van, we were probably it was like a year or two later, like. It's kind of 19, the same van maybe, though. Twenty-ish. Uh, no, this one we actually, I, I don't remember how it worked out exactly, but we went and bought it from a really sketchy car lot and it was like an 18 passenger. It was like the same band. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Same band. Yeah. Sorry. I thought thought you said van. Oh no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Same band. So (laughs) yeah, we went and bought this 18 passenger van that was like the, the Miami dolphins. Like it was obnoxious. Oh, it was like and the actual Miami Dolphins, not just like it looked like it, or no, it it like that's the color that it was was oh, like a teal okay. that they have. It was like okay. that color, yeah. Okay. So it just was like it was big and it was ugly and it was a huge piece of shit still. Okay. Um, and I remember 
one I think we were in Arkansas at one point and like somehow while we were driving like back by where all the gear was a huge hole formed in like the wheel well and so we're like driving around uh somewhere in Arkansas I think and like one of us noticed that there was like a bunch of water coming into the van somehow and we were like huh how's this happening we noticed this huge hole and it's just like pouring rain and so all this water is just shooting up right into like where all of our gear is in the back we're just like god fuck like we need to like do, do something about this but we're like there's not so what? we like yeah. tried plugging it with like a bunch of t-shirts and just drove i think to like a home depot and just like went out back where the dumpster was and we we're just like trying to find shit in there to like somewhat plug it up because we're just like we can't keep having all this water flying into our van all over all of our gear right here like and at this point it was like we kind of have like nice gear at least nice gear to us uh-huh. but oh god every van i've ever had has been such a headache but that's yeah. okay yeah i i mean i i haven't um i haven't bought like a i've, I've only ever had one full-size van like everything else has been minivans because my partner was like, yeah, that's a better idea. Like, well, yeah, my, you know, my partner's like, I can't drive like this huge, like full size. Cause we would have like one car and we'd work and then we'd have a van, you know? And, um, yeah. Cause we, well, like we, uh, we delivered for, uh, for work, you know? And, um, so we need like a regular car and then like I'd have a, a van for touring and, yeah, and my partner's sure. like, yeah, I can't, I can't drive like a full size van around. And um, then I started looking into like the gas mileages and stuff anyway. And I was like, shit, like especially when <laughs> Regalia first started, there was only two of us. So like, it was like, I don't even think that I need a full size van like um, to do this. So yeah. uh, if it's a, it, it was, it was like a you know difference in uh, gas mileage was just really really significant you know it'd be like yeah three times better gas mileage and um oh yeah so i just stuck with it and i don't know you know if um that's had something to i've certainly had like a lot of problems with uh my vans but never like um earth shattering like deal breaking um problems luckily you know just like yeah like i just i i had i have really bad luck like with with really superficial shit that is way more important than you think like okay um one of my vans the back um the like the back hatch was key only like it only unlocked with key like, okay because it's you know it's a little older it was like a chevy uh or no it was a, a, a it was a, a um it's like it was a pontiac something i can't remember uh it's like actually still outside it doesn't run um, <laughs> but uh, there's rabbits that live under it okay and i don't know like if i what happens to those rabbits if i yeah, exactly um, get the get the van towed um yeah but uh also sometimes i put my kids bikes in it 
just like, <laughs> it's like a shed. Um, yeah, it's like storage and a rabbit home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, so like, yeah, the at some point it just won't unlock anymore. It won't open, and this heart this starts happening like right before a tour, and I'm like. We have to be able to get in that. There's no other way to get our gear in and out. We have to be able to. Yeah. I take it over. That I, I first I call around. I'm like, can you can you fix this? Can you fix this? The only place that could fix it was basically Mako, and um, they're like, yeah, it's gonna be eight hundred something dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, can you just take? Can you just take like a can you just get another door and just slap it on there? Like, <laughs> you know, problem solved. And they're like, well, um, you might, you might be able to sometimes, but we can't find one. So we are going to have to just like cut that panel off and mold another panel onto there. Yeah. And they're like, so yeah, $800. And it's like, it's always something like, it's always something weird like that. You know, it's like, Oh, yep. And I mean, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful it's not like, oh, your transmission is screwed. Um, which, I mean, did eventually happen to that van. But uh, but not until we were, like, safely home, luckily. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> that's, I, that's a whole other podcast, you know? We just talk yeah. about what's wrong with, 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 with the van troubles we've had. And just, like, uh, weird stories about that. Um, but, yeah, did other than... Um, like the uh, water coming in and everything like that, did that second tour go better? Like as far as like the shows and uh... um, for the most part, yes, because we had, I don't think any part in booking it. Somebody, somebody, the band we went on tour with was called uh, the JV all stars. They were a pop punk band from Lincoln, which is like 45 minutes away. Um, they had booked the tour and they had been, they were much older than we were at the time. And so they had been doing it like new people. And it was also, Oh, that was, that was a wild time. Cause they were like in their later, like later twenties, early thirties, some of them, I think maybe. Um, and we were all like 1920. And so, yeah, we got into a lot of shit on that tour, but we all survived. So that was good. Yeah. You mean like like parties and stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were there was one venue that we played a bar, I guess, and some shitty town in Missouri. I can't remember what it was called, um, but they told our friends in the JV All Stars that they had to play like a certain time length. I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours or something like that. And they're like, we don't even have enough material for that at all. And so they were like, well, you have to, pl you have to play this long or we're not paying you. And so they ended up actually doing it somehow. One more time. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm coming. <laughs> um, so at the end of the night, we still didn't get paid. They paid us, even though we were underage, they paid us in warm Bud Light Lime like just a bunch of six packs and they're like, here, this is what we got. And we're just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that's wild. Yeah. It, it was, that yeah. was actually, it was fun though, because like the shows were better. Like, you know, it's like you go on to a different place. You actually play for more than 
five people, that's cool. Yeah. At least like at that point, you're kind of like, Hey, like this is a thing that if we did this more, like this would be fun. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you, um, did that band like, um, have like, like records and stuff? Um, like, did you have recordings or did you make like CDs and everything? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we had like, I think we wrote like two EPs that were both like five or six songs or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, we had like mostly burned CDs with us and just like one t-shirt design, I think that we had, but yeah. What, um, what, what was the recording process like for, for that, like for your first time recording with that band? Like, um, and how did you like, how familiar with were you with some of the you know things that you'd you'd experience at that point um i still really don't know a whole lot about recording music and i'm over the last like a uh, couple months i've been slowly trying to like teach myself which is fun but i think for that band we just i think we recorded just at our friend's house more or less mm -hmm. um i mean like he had like pro tools or whatever and none of us knew anything about pro tools and so that was kind of like early on being like huh you know you don't really need nice big fancy studios to like record things in like you can make things sound good just with like the things that you have like a lot of my bands have recorded just in the houses that I've lived in, which yeah. is very convenient for me. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> annoying having drums set up in random places that stay there for like a day or however long, you know, but yeah. other than that, it's just kind of like, you know, just make do with what you have. Like, and a lot of them have actually turned out to sound, you know, decent, which is cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm never the one recording them. I'm just the one I'm like, Hey, I live here. And if, this works it works so yeah yeah for sure and when you said you'd have um cdrs with you did you like uh design like a package for them and stuff or were you just like uh, um like here's a cdr and in a, in a yeah i think i think for the first little bit it was a lot of burned cds for sure yeah and then uh i think right before that band broke up we actually like that was the first time that we had ever had like a CD be like pressed, which mm -hmm. was cool. Mm -hmm. Because um, like, you know, for, uh, for people who don't, you know, know a lot of, you've done a lot of art and, um, and so I was just curious, like where this part of, you know, the process, like start, like, uh, becoming something that you were more involved in, like, as far as, um, your bands were concerned like i'm assuming okay. i'm assuming like you know art's always been a part of your life and like yeah art uh i i don't i don't think i've ever really spoken to anyone that's like no i didn't like art doing art <laughs> you know at all until i was uh you know 17 years old and now i do art um but uh like yeah i mean even people i think even people that don't end up uh um following up on art uh for the rest of their lives or whatever i think uh, children especially it's always a significant part of uh development um but um 
like so when you're making these like cdrs and stuff was it just like well like we won't like we'll just do this because like we're we're recording and then we're going and this is what you do um or were you always like but but i'd want but i'd but i'd love to draw something and put something together and then so that point when you finally did the press cd was that did you do the artwork for that stuff and um for for that one i did not um i wasn't really i mean i've always like you said i've always loved art i think mm -hmm. one of my favorite drawings that i've ever done was from when i was like three or five years old and it's a drawing of very bad drawing of like characters from the wizard of oz but it's just hilarious mm -hmm. um i think my mom still has it somewhere but I, like, I really loved art all through, like, high school, taking art classes in high school. It's, I majored in graphic design in college, and I, um, but I didn't really start doing art for bands until maybe, like, I was, like, 20 or 21, because that pop punk band that I was in kind of like over time transitioned into a different band that ended up being more like instrumental, kind of like post-rock, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and with that band, as like all that was happening, that's kind of when I started just being like, oh yeah, I should just do all this stuff for us. Like, yeah. that makes sense. I just... Oh, I'm sorry, go. Oh no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, do you did you feel like there was some kind of barrier for, like as far as that was concerned as well like did you did you were you like nah i won't i won't do this for this because it's got to look a certain way and that's not my like that's not where i'm um, at or not necessarily there is one thing that i have a really weird and hard time with that i feel like designing for like a band that i'm in or something that i'm a part of for some reason tends to be harder for me maybe yeah. because i'm I'm just like harder on myself in that aspect of like or maybe it's just like stresses me out I don't know but yeah. I love to do it um yeah once I started doing it for like I mean I we were always drawing like show flyers and stuff like that for ourselves and this and that but yeah just not never really like had put it in towards like any anything else other than that but then like got really into like doing a bunch of show posters for a couple of years and yeah. this and that and then you know like that kind of it just kind of snowballs from there to where like i don't know like there was one point where like i was just doing like show posters or tour posters or shirt designs or whatever for um, like some smaller bands, like some bands from like Count Your Lucky Stars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then like from there, it's like getting an email from one of the guys from the early November asking me to do like a show poster for them in the movie life and stuff like that, which is really wild. I mean, yeah. like this was just like a handful of years ago when they were both doing like reunions and stuff like that. But yeah those are both fans that I grew up with and like, yeah, I don't know. It's been really fun, but I mean, it's really slowed down. I mean, I've just been doing it freelance for a while, but it's slowed down a lot with the pandemic and everything just because right. no one can do anything. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like I was like I was doing um a lot of uh like I um for one of my things, like I you know, I'll press buttons for bands and I was doing a lot of buttons like a year and a half ago, you know, doing buttons yeah. like every time I turned around and then it's like no, you know nobody would nobody needs buttons now it's like well, what the fuck yeah. are you gonna do with these buttons you know this is yeah a, exactly this is an in-person transaction you know this isn't something that uh people uh mail out for you know um but um yeah it's uh you know getting back to what you're saying about about it, it uh the like a, a different kind of pressure like uh based on whether it's your own project or whether it's uh some something else and um you know, it's kind of like, um, I don't think that you were implying this in any way, shape or form. Um, but in my mind, like sometimes I'm like, does, does that mean I'm not taking these other things as seriously? And oh yeah, I've come to the conclusion that it's, it's not that at all. It's, 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 it's just that, you know, you, you either see like what you either have like a a vision or whatever however you want to put it in your head of what you want to do for your thing and um there could be like an ex experimentational experimental aspect of that that you that makes you like um nervous and and fe and fear failure you know yeah and um and so you, you so you're just like oh i don't you know i don't know this doesn't like something about this doesn't feel right or whatever but yeah it's, someone... it's definitely like a weird it's definitely a different and weirder kind of pressure yeah. that's for sure yeah but i feel like when someone when someone asks you to do something for them they're looking at this body of work that you've done and it, and it's just like they just want me to do this the way that I do it you know yeah not, and it's not like you know it's not like when you're like oh maybe I should like maybe I should try to um do this thing that I like have never done like that I mean that's I don't know I mean I mean this this is all just like my my bullshit you know this isn't like no, i'm not yeah, trying to sure. project this onto <clears throat> yeah but it's like since you brought it up like now that like i've been doing artwork and various things for my bands for the last 10 years it's like i it's weird imagining like not that i wouldn't want anyone else to do it because i love art and i love what other people create but like it's weird imagining like if i were to not like be the one that's like doing the record cover or like shirt designs or whatever you know like yeah 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 it's like i and not in like a cocky way or anything but right right <laughs>
you know, you have uh, you have an idea, and and you know, um, even if it's not like the way I feel about it is like even if it's not exactly the way uh, I originally envisioned it, it, it's it came out as honest as it could be and as direct from from where I'm where I saw it going to where it ended exactly. up, you know, as it could. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I have two different like you know, because in Comergalia we do like a lot of split records and stuff. So I'm always yeah. like I I'm always of the mind that like the other bands in the split can hash out like what they want that to be like. You know? Yeah. Um if somebody wants me to you know to do it to like you know like when we did our split with uh uh um death outdoor for by a bigger stater i don't think i quite said that right uh but um you know they're from they're from sweden um when we okay. did our split with them they were like no we want we want you to do it we want it like and they didn't say that this they didn't say this this way but i felt like it was like oh they want like a real kind of like shitty, like low budget DIY, like kind of look, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm happy to do that. Um, but I think it's like, the reason I got on this point is because like, I've literally never gotten a piece of art like that someone else did and was like, um, let's use this for the split. I've literally never gotten one that I've been like, that's bad. You yeah. Know, like I, it's, it's just, um, like you're saying, you know, you, you, like you believe in the, the people you work with and you, um, you know, believe like you trust their judgment, you know, uh, and their taste, you know? And, um, also it's all like very subjective, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, this is just a photograph with a black and white filter and some like uh, some, you know, some dis some distortion or something. Um, but it's like, is that what that is that what this needs? You know, it could be. Yeah. You know? And like I personally like I really love record covers that are just like photographs mm -hmm. and like. But I also kind of like feel weird just doing that sometimes like I feel like you know, like, oh, wow, I found this photograph and this is, like, a perfect record cover. But, like, I'm not really doing very much to it. Maybe, like, doing, like, some color correct to get it the way that I want it to be or whatever. But, like, mm -hmm. it almost feels like it's cheating. But, like, sometimes, like, it's just so beautiful. Like, yeah, the, even, like, the record cover for the Living Conditions record, like, that's a pi the picture of those candles. Like, I took that on a disposable camera in a church in Germany and was just, like, going through my computer and I was just, like, this just feels like it's perfect for this for one reason or another. And I don't know exactly why, but like, I'm just going to try it out and see what happens. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, it's like, yeah, there's, there's that, uh, you know, there's like several, uh, several schools of thought for that kind of, um, like not argument or whatever, but, um, it's like, yeah, there's the, the school of thought that, like, yeah, just because you were able to knock that out in, like, 10 minutes, like, it doesn't mean that that was, like, it doesn't negate the effort put into it. Like, there's yeah. a whole, like, 
but you studied art like you know or you've been working on your art like for years so it's something like framing something and you know capturing like it in a certain way is is um it's the culmination of like years worth of experience and you know as far as art is concerned um you know like your your eyes and and your mind are just as important as anything you do with your hands you know so like um there's a lot of that like i feel like in art there's a lot of work that goes into it that's not like this is doesn't necessarily apply to what you know that cover for example but there's so much of it that is um it's it's thought it's like just like cycling random ideas just like all the time until something clicks and so there's so much work that can go into that and the same thing with like a song or something that's like before anything actually happens and then there's the execution you know so like it's like yeah you weren't you know like it's easy to be like oh like wow that doesn't like that doesn't feel right you know that that just came so naturally or so easily yeah yeah like like it feels like you're cheating yeah but it also feels like in a like the best way like huh like i just beat the system doing this like i spent like days trying to like manipulate this photograph into like a hundred different ways to try to get something cool and then once i decided i didn't need to do that like 10 minutes later it's done like (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome um well like so um you know obviously like probably skipping ahead quite a bit but um uh you the the new um living conditions record is coming out on the 27th which yes. will be uh not not long um as after this airs it'll be like uh let's see i um i can't see my calendar from where i'm at um <laughs> but uh that's 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 friday right like uh it's actually next saturday saturday okay yeah yeah and um so yeah um how did uh how did this band come together now so, like before wait but i should have said i should have said this first one. okay like i did not know um that there were people in the band that were in like caught in the fall and stuff and yeah like, i only i really only know you and like I was talking to Tom Schlatter about it. Tom Schlatter was like, "What? Who are the old heads in this band?" And I was like, "What? Like what?" You? And I said, "Look, I don't. I would never do this. Like I usually never do this. I would not release a band not knowing everybody, only knowing one person or whatever." But like, I was like, "Alex is such a sweet person. I just do not see them, like, fucking with, like, questionable people. You know." So like, had you know full faith that we we're talking about some quality individuals yeah. and then i'm like and then i'm like oh so there were some people in caught in the fall and maybe even some other bands like maybe even some people that i knew like actually personally from before and i i just did not know this um yeah so yeah what's the background of living conditions and like how did you all meet okay so that's that's the weirdest thing about this band is that i'm the youngest uh-huh. by like at least five years so that's new to me um but so 
this band I had been trying to start for so long and just no one really wanted to do it. And at the time I was playing in a somewhat like dream pop kind of like shoegazy band and um the singer guitar player of that band was like yeah i'll do it with you and i was like okay cool and he ended up being a pretty awful person so i'm not really going to go into that but this band started with a whole different group of people there were only four of us it went for a handful of months and then just went pretty south pretty quick and then um the guy who i mentioned earlier had talked to our one of our current guitar players and our vocalist and we were all kind of on board and we needed a drummer and so we got a hold of scott who plays drums he lives in lincoln but he also played in some screamo bands way back in the day along with um everyone else that's in the band pretty much except for me mm -hmm. um so this the current members of this band most of them all except for our current guitar our second guitar player who joined us back in i think september of 2019 um yeah it was it was a pretty big shit show from the beginning trying to put this band together but i couldn't honestly imagine doing this with anyone else and so that's good like um yeah so for this current record we started writing it in september of 2019 and, and then so like there's kind of there's kind of like a second um, formation, even though it was really only one person that left, it was kind of like a second formation and, and like, maybe you, you're sort of implying that that like really like solidified like the, the group and yeah, the relationships. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, with everyone that's in the band right now are literally my best friends in the world, even though I haven't been able to see them for a very long time. Um, yeah, like like I said, it was a real struggle to get this band put together and started. Um, mostly because no one wanted to play screamo music, and that's all that I wanted to play. So I was even like, whatever, I'll play bass. I, I mean, I typically play guitar, but I was like, I'll play bass. I don't care. I'll figure it out. I don't really know how to play bass, but I'll do it. And so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so who are the other folks that are in the band and what were uh, the bands that they played in? So Kevin, who is the vocalist, was in Caught in the Fall. Uh -huh. um, our guitar player, Eric and Scott, both played music together. And God, I hope I don't butcher this. I think they both played in a band called Robots Don't Cry. Okay. And then I think um, somebody in the band played in Eyes of Erotica briefly, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, that's the, um, that's the um, one that Tom asked about. Was this someone yeah. from Eyes of Erotica? And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. Like they played yeah. the house once and that'd be wild. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they're 
they're all much older than I am. I mean, I'm 30, 31, but yeah, I think the second youngest one is, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to butcher their ages, 36 or 37. I'm terrible. Well, it's, it's like Christopher Reeve always said when someone asked him his age, he would say over 21. So that's kind of how I roll as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> and they're going to be pissed that I'm even saying their ages on yeah, this anyway. So it's whatever. Just put some, put like beep. <laughs> yeah. Can't take it back now. <laughs> and then someone is beep. Um, I actually don't know how to do that. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> well, you better figure it out quick. <laughs> I, I know. I got three days. Um, you got three days or you're fired. Um, yeah, but I mean, um, did you feel like that, that what, do you feel like what, like their, their, all of their history and playing in those bands and those kinds of bands, like, do you feel like that's, was exactly like what you, oh yeah, it like, couldn't have like, this turned out any more perfect. Yeah. 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 I was like, I mean, they all hadn't played in bands since those bands pretty much broke up, which was a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was honestly surprised that they all were down to do it again. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, you guys know, like, I mean, we all listen to the exact same kind of music. Like, so it's like, we know what we're trying to do and what we want to go for, you know? So, yeah 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 i mean um i don't you know i i've i've always like said that you know um it to me like it's uh like that the 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 quality of somebody's character means more than like how good they are at something Um, oh yeah exactly but yeah the other thing doesn't hurt you know, and it's yeah. <laughs> especially like if you're like you played in these bands that like were sick, like that's exactly what I want to do. Like I'm just I'm just asking you to come and do what you what you do, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I you know, I think uh, the record turned out great. I I uh, can't wait for people to hear that. Um, yeah. Uh, now, I know that like. um you i know that like the last you know the record's been ready for a while and it the last you know year or so has put um like people through all kinds of things and um like what um what what was the like what were the kind of like things that you were like you were trying to wait to release the record you know to see if this would happen like what made it the right time to like go ahead and put the record out there and what was like the main things that were keeping y'all from wanting to do that before yeah yeah okay so uh we recorded this record we wrote it from september of 2019 up until the week that we recorded it, which we recorded it the very last weekend in February of 2020. And then the very first week, very first weekend in March, we played a show in Denver and Colorado Springs. And that Friday when we were driving to Denver, we got the news that the first 
COVID case was reported in Omaha. And so at that point, it was like, oh, fuck. Once we get back, it's going to be weird or different or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So we had it recorded. Went to Colorado. Came back. COVID happened. Um, and, I mean... So at that point, it was kind of like, I mean, for like everyone else, it was just like, no one knows really what's going on. Everything's so up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, okay, well, our friend that we recorded with, Bryce, he started doing mixing on it. And we got it to a pretty good point, but we really wanted to like wait out COVID a little bit just to see uh, we were so young and naive. Uh, wait out COVID to see like what would happen so we could like go over there with him mm-hmm. and help and like be there for mixing as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so we started doing that slowly, maybe around like June, maybe later. I don't know. I might have my times wrong, but um, a handful of us would go over there and just kind of like listen. And then, I mean, things got worse. So it was like, don't really want to be around anyone and i'm pretty sure everyone that's in the band has been working through the entire pandemic so we were just like i mean it was really scary there for a really long time it still is Mm -hmm. but so we were just like yeah let's kind of like just wait on this and see if you know anything gets better which it still hasn't um and then finally a couple months later got to the point where it was pretty much done and i think it was around right after christmas that we finally got it mastered um and so once we got those that's around the time that i hit you up um but back in the reason we're releasing it on a saturday instead of a friday um is because Back in September, my best friend and roommate passed away at the time, and the 27th is his birthday. And so, I mean, he was there for the, he's been there the entire time that we've practiced there and was there for the entire time that we wrote it. And what I always say, tell us that we're his favorite local band and be like 100% genuine about it, which was always great. So I was like, I feel like this is a good thing that we can do for you. So that's why we decided to go with the 27th, but and why it kind of felt like it was so rushed at that point, but I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. Well, um, see, I was, I was under the impression, uh, that, that the, uh, process was a lot more like, I, I thought that the record had kind of been finished the whole time. I didn't know. Oh, no. It wasn't. Yeah. Which is totally yeah, understandable. It, yeah, it wasn't fully finished until yeah, very recently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um and I mean, uh I don't you know, I don't know if this is something that you'd um feel like elaborating on, but um the now there's like a lot of uh there's a lot of in the lyrics of the album and and just in the general tone of the album there's a lot of uh, sentiment like regarding like loss and um, yeah and like has the album taken 
like a whole other shape like in the last you know few months for you like regarding yeah, all the um, things that you know yeah uh it's i mean it's it's hard to put into words i guess i don't know um like I mean, at one point we had been working on it for so long that I was just so sick of it that I just didn't really listen to it at all for like a handful of months mm -hmm. until like we basically had like final mixes done. I listened to those and then once we got it mastered and that was kind of like, um, it's, I mean, I only know a good handful of our lyrics. I don't know all of them because I'm terrible about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, with everything that's kind of happened uh, through, I mean, since COVID, since September, like it's just been like just fucking crazy, like all the time, mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, but I, I honestly feel very relieved and very like, comforted in a way when i listen to it now which is nice <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i don't know i i you know i i don't i didn't ask that question lightly you know i i don't i would not i would not ask that question lightly um and you know there's a lot uh like i don't want to i don't want to make like turn this around like this is about me or whatever but you know a lot of the times i i do i i feel like this is a conversation and this is as close to a conversation as as i'm uh having anymore you know what i mean uh yeah i've only seen the members of my family like in a year or so um yeah and and yeah it's um you know it like this last year uh not even due to covid you know, uh, I, I lost, uh, three, three people that were pretty, um, pretty important to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, not COVID, you know, uh, and it's just, it's fucking wild when you're just like, yeah. you're like, um, COVID is just, I mean, people are just dying like, and, and then you're just like, oh yeah, but people just still die from everything else too. Yeah, and, um, exactly. <laughs> and 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 all the all the problems that people had before it are still, you know, factors. And um, and it's it's, you know, I, um, Valfelgo is is our album that, you know, Valfelgo. I, there are songs on there that are specifically about, um like the loss of of people that i cared deeply for you know before that and um i just i don't know i'm like i don't i, I feel like th there are people that process this uh this kind of thing differently than me i feel like you know there's probably some kind of help that i need or, or whatever, because I yeah. don't, I'm not processing it. You know what I mean? Um, I and, feel that very much. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that's why I'm, you know, that's all I'm trying to say is like, <clears throat> I don't, I would not ask that question lightly. Uh, and I just, that's, 
that's all like that's all I'm ever trying to do is like I'm trying to offer my um like what's helped me in situations and I'm trying to just like wow what's helped other people you know yeah and, uh, and that's like the way that I process and try to deal with grief is by I have to just I have to make something like mm-hmm. you know and so whether that be like art or music or whatever but like yeah once we're able to start practicing like we already have songs lyrically ready that you know are about my friend just because like everyone that's in the band became really close with them too because they were just there you know like once a week twice a week sometimes but so it's cool like you know we're just we're we're helping him live on the ways that we know how to deal with doing that and so that's cool yeah yeah i um i don't know you know i um obviously you know there's there's um like i don't i nobody nobody goes through like this life not making an impact on someone you know exactly like no one um and like you know i don't i don't i don't think even for a second that the songs that i sing about my grandpa or or you know about um some of my other friends that i care about that have passed like i don't for a second think that that's like um even close to like what like the amount of like lives that they've touched and and um like it's it'll never like it can't be that thing you know what i mean yeah, but, yep. but it's like you said that's the only way i know how to deal with it and um and uh i don't know you know uh hopefully we can hopefully we can both um get back to a point at, at some point where we can go and we can play these songs for people yeah just just really get it like you know help us uh get some of this out um, yeah and like it's is cheesy it sounds like sh- like shows are therapeutic and i am like i do not like being in front of people i don't like being on stages i don't want people to look at me but like i just need to get up there and like i i need to do it and that was my conversation with alex brown Thanks so much, Alex, for taking the time to chat with me. Some of that stuff is definitely not easy to talk about at all, so I really appreciate hearing people's perspective. Until next time, take care and do good things.